Welcome to the Frisco Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Barron. Today, I get to check with the lovely Ann Anderson, who is one of our longest standing clients and friends. We always enjoy catching up with Ann because not only is she a good friend, but she educates us about a lot of things we never thought of and really need to know. So, Ann, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Glad to have you back. Anne is always on alert for us. She's an advocate to many members of our community. She studies, listens, learns what's happening in the insurance arena so that we can be prepared for anything. Um, She's walked alongside a lot of clients who had unforeseen circumstances, crazy things go on. And I'm sure she's learned a lot so that she can then carry that knowledge on to the next client. So Anne's just a wealth of information. She's also um, a parent and a wife and living the small business owner life. So she's just got all kinds of angles from which to fill us with knowledge. So, and thank you. Thank you again. You know what I think we should start with? Yes. The big freeze. (laughs) I know. Yes, exactly. There were a lot of fun names that went around for the uh, craziness that was February, 2021. And, um, you know, everything from, of course, floods to repairs to um, just having to hire contractors. There's so much there to unpack probably in terms of um, what do we need to know to be prepared for something like that, that we just think, nah, that'll never happen. So just, <laughs> I know that's a whole lot there, but just what are your top tips about that kind of thing? What do we need to know? You're so right. There is so much and we never thought, right? I don't think, you know, we have friends in the North and they're like, how do you not have electricity or why are the pipes breaking? You know, and I'm like, because we don't dig below the freeze line and you yeah. know, things like that, they, that are conversations we don't have in Texas. However, they never water their foundations either. So just <laughs> <laughs> it goes both ways. Yeah. But yeah, that freeze who, I mean, it was a hard freeze, right? We talk about it, but it was multiple days under freezing temperatures, very low temperatures. So that puts stress on your home, your plans. How many people are replacing bushes around their homes now because the, um, their Indian hawthorn is all dead or whatever. But the biggest thing, of course, and the, and the worst thing you want is when you have a pipe break. So we, um, we've seen um, a lot of those tankless water heaters, their holding tank have failed. Many, many of those that happened. So that's, you know, I will say we're, um, that's the, one of the biggest things. And of course, the first thing you want to do is try and stop the, stop the water from flowing and remediate as much as you can so that you can um, stop the loss from being greater than it has to be. However, you know, I will be honest, we have uh, multiple clients with more than $150,000 claims going right now because they had so much damage. And um, so that's a, the big thing where people say, that'll never happen to me. Water is so invasive and we've learned that the hard way through the freeze. It gets everywhere. There's places where they're like, but the water was on the other side of the house. Why is my kitchen wet? That's the way it is. Water just goes everywhere. So that's that's a big thing is we think it won't happen. How do we prevent that from happening? Well, one way is, you know, whole house leak detections, which we've never thought of in the past. A lot of people don't consider it, but there are devices out there that will actually shut off when they when they notice that the hot water tanks are failing, it'll shut off your water. So um, those are devices to prevent losses, right? Because we really want to protect ourselves and not have the big claim. This, the other part that you mentioned, or before we move to that, is the other thing is everything's wet. How do we get it dry? It's freezing outside. We're blowing fans. We're doing everything we can. We want to prevent the growth of mold. Things are damaged. 
everything you can do. Um, we, you know, in this event, we even our water mitigation companies that are local were just overwhelmed, right? Our adjusters at Farmers were completely overwhelmed. We had to bring in third-party adjusters. Every county in the state of Texas was in a disaster. It's never happened before. So that's huge. So then, unfortunately, what happens on the backside of that is unethical, unscrupulous contractors come out of the woodwork and people that want to prey on the misfortunes of others, which is just horrible. Um, I think it's a, I have a lot of things to say about that, but we're not going to deal on it. <laughs> we just know they're just not good people. It's so important to find contractors that you know or that you can be referred to you from a trusted source. And um, it doesn't have to be your insurance agent. But I always say, if you don't think to call your insurance agent when something like that happens, you might want to look for a new insurance agent because uh-huh. they should be they should be your partner. And we try to be a partner with our clients. And so we do. We've had a lot of conversations with people who have claims that are still we're still in the dry um, in the rebuild phase. So working through that. But um, things you can do on your own with contractors is check and see if they're listed with the city because they should register with the city. Even if they don't have to be licensed, they should be registered with the city. That's a good place to start. If they should be licensed, there's a state repository of licenses online. You can look up their licenses. So um, those are two ways to look. And then of course, if somebody says to you, I want X dollars up front, Red flag. I would say, no, thank you. <laughs> because they, um, I've had seen it on Nextdoor. It hasn't had any, happened to any of my clients, but I've seen it on Nextdoor. The contractor left with $10,000 and they've never come back. They want to sort of, you know, nightmares. So we don't ever want to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So yeah, that was, that was crazy, crazy, crazy month. Here's that. Yeah. Yes, it was. And you're still, still in it really uh, with the aftermath. But what is the, this is such a, a naive question on my part, but what is the coverage we need to make sure we have to be prepared for this? <laughs> so I think the biggest thing is to make sure that your water coverage um, and check the limits. So um, limits of insurance are a really big deal. And in every claim situation, they always say we only to, to the limits of the policy is usually what you read. And um, some companies cover 25% of your dwelling value, some 15%, some say 15% or 25,000, whichever is less. Um, but those words matter. Farmers insures 100% to the, to the value of your dwelling, to your reconstruction value. That's a big deal when I have a $150,000 claim, <laughs> if you think about it. Um, but that's something to really pay attention to. If you have... Uh, separate structures that include your pool and um, you have exposed pool pipes and pool equipment. You want to make sure that that's covered or how is that covered? You know, everyone, I was breaking up the ice, everyone, the oh, pools yeah. are the big story, right? Um, we've been covering those too. So that's been a good, a good thing for our company. Those are the biggest ones. You want to make sure that the causes of loss, make sure you look at those uh, because whether it's water and what forms of water, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, fire, theft, whatever, but you want to look at those causes of loss. Those are the important things. Okay. So definitely just have a conversation with your agent, talk through it. Yes. And truly, and I know you'd be glad to take their call as well. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, that's really good wisdom. Thank you for that. I'm mm-hmm. going to totally uh, jump to something still insurance related, but away from ice Mageddon. And that is, um, you actually educated me about this recently, something I never thought about life insurance for children. And beginning having those conversations starting at pregnancy. And I've got three kids. Um, this did not come up 
when I was pregnant. We did not consider that at that time. So will you please, you know, there's so many young families in Frisco. I think this is a really valuable topic. What do we need to know? Okay, so, you know, we hear about the Gerber Grow Up Plan, Mm -hmm. but what I like to say is when you're pregnant and you're planning for that child, you're budgeting, right? We're budgeting for daycare, for diapers, for formula, little league, whatever. We should budget for life insurance. Um, As young as 14 days old, as long as your child is healthy, they are eligible for life insurance. And you can set up a plan that will really take them to the end of their life. I'm not going to say anything bad about any other company because anything's better than nothing. But, you know, like we have products that can grow with them, that accumulate cash inside of the money, inside of the policy. There's just a lot of options we can do. And as young as 14, 14 days old, if you think about it, you know, they, there's no hopefully childhood illness yet. I mean, hopefully they're still healthy. And that just grows and grows with them. And as you can imagine, a 14-day-old person is a lot less to insure than a 40-year-old person. <laughs> You know, it just the cost of insurance is so much less. So there's, I tell, I tell families, you know, for less than you would spend probably at McDonald's during the month, you could have life insurance for your child. It's, I mean, the minimum is $25 because that's to draft, you know, it's just so little. And I'll tell you the importance is that we never know when there's going to be that line in the sand that says you can't get insurance anymore. And that's, it's sad. It's a sad thing to talk about. That's why we don't talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about this. We could not get insurance for our son until he was 18 and old and could be rated as an adult because of childhood illness that prevented the automatic uh, approval process, um, as opposed to his sister who got it when she was much younger. And um, we just didn't, if I would have known that was going to happen when he was eight, I would have made a different choice in his life for him as a parent, but nobody had that conversation with me. Um, I could have you know, yeah. So, and so we, and we hear the sad things too. I have a client who's a great client, but he had thyroid cancer when he was 18. I know he was 16. So when he was 26, we got him on a great insurance policy, but he said, I'll never not have life insurance. I had to wait for so long because I had cancer when I was 16 years old. Yeah. And, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. Certain types of diabetes that happen when you're young can prevent mm-hmm. life insurance. So that's why I say, I know it's something we don't like to talk about. It's not fun. People are like, why would you insure a child? It's not because I want to profit if something happens, something horrific happens. I just want to protect them for their life. Mm -hmm. And I tell all parents, you know, you can always, later on, your children can take over those policies and pay for them themselves and everything else. They can, they can be the owners, whatever. But quite honestly, I will probably pay for my kids' policies their entire life. (laughs) That's just what we do. We're mom and dads, right? And they'll probably pay for their kids' policies and at some point for a little bit. But, you know, um, it's not to be um, depressing or morbid. It's just we don't think about it. I wish more people talked to, to parents when they were, when the kids were younger. Because when I see something later, I just, it makes me sad. It makes me truly sad because I, you know, you just hope. Yeah. And, and I'm never asking somebody when a bad thing has happened to them. I'm like, oh, did you have life insurance on your kid? How? How horrible would that be? I don't do that. But I keep it to myself and I just kind of go, I hope they have life insurance. Well, and then that's why you've always got that in your pocket when you're having an initial conversation with a new client or someone that you just found out is expecting, or, you know, then you're, you can, you've got so much 
to pull from those experiences to share with someone ahead of ahead of that situation. So yes. I think that's really that's really great and good good wisdom. Um, my husband, I know his parents, like you were saying, you know, did this for him when he was very young and when he was 18, they asked him to start paying into it. And he's had it ever since, you know, and I think um in their this case, you know, teaching him responsibility and taking ownership of that. And um that's awesome too. So okay, good, good. Thank you for all that. That was very good. No, you're welcome. Uh, so let's jump to something fun now. So, yes, <laughs> you know, all the heavy is gone. <laughs> so summer is coming. And, uh, you know, for those of us that have students, we're counting down. It's like 30 something days. I can't even believe we made it. Like I thought we'd be shut down. We didn't, we weren't shut down anyway. So we're going to be, you know, hitting the lake, hopefully some of us. Can we talk about boats, trailers, all those like fun watercrafts and things that might people might be getting into this summer. And maybe you might even hit on pool insurance again, because that was a good one. And here we come into people. A lot of people built pools this year. Did you notice? It was like everybody. Oh my gosh. I, I can't. Oh my gosh. So let's talk summer, summer fun. What do we need to know? Anne? Well, summer's great. I will also tell you that last year was um, probably a banner year for trailers and RVs being sold because everyone discovered how the joy of glamping or camping. And I don't even uh, think of RVs. Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last year we were adding a lot of trailers to policies. So yeah, when you're buying trailers, boats are vehicles. Just remember that they don't have wheels, but they're still a vehicle. So you want to have the right insurance. Again, you, you know, you're out on the lake, you have stuff in your boat. You want to protect the property that's in it and the people that are in it, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to, um, you know, we always, we all carry these little, these little rectangular phones around with us. They cost lots of money and sometimes they have insurance, sometimes not. But if you're in the boat and you have these first, please put it in something that floats. Always pull it with man. Yes. <laughs> it will sink. It will sink so fast. You'll yeah. never be able to catch it. I yeah. promise you. So, you know, definitely no amount of rice can take care of that. <laughs> so so um, put it in something that floats, but also just be aware, you know, oh my gosh, I have $10,000 worth of personal property in my boat. I want to make sure that it's insured. Um, or in my camper, when, uh, when we get trailers and campers, we gradually put stuff in it that we just leave in it all the time. So uh-huh. make sure that property is insured on your policy because the policy for your trailer probably has a much lower deductible than your home policy. So if you have a loss or a theft and you need to file a claim, you're not paying 1% deductible on a home that's going to be, you know, $3,000 or more you're going to pay, you know, maybe $500 or $1,000 deductible. So those are like details that are real important, right? Right. Um, To think about, but we also want to just have fun and we want to be confident when we're having that fun that we're protected and our friends are protected. We want to take care of everybody. Um, And when you talk about pools, a lot of people added pools. And so (laughs) I always have a conversation with my clients when they add a pool I say please consider getting an umbrella policy for your home and auto that will also cover your pool it raises all of your uh, liability limits up by one million dollars or two million whichever limit you select but I know that no amount of money will replace a person or replace their lifestyle if there's a serious injury right but we also have heard the nightmare stories of serious injuries happening around pools. Yes. And I'm not saying don't get a pool because I love pools. I hope to have one one day, but apparently all the pool contractors are very busy because <laughs> all of you are really getting pools. But um, have that umbrella policy because, you know, it makes a huge difference um, to be able 
to, to compensate, you know, that person, if they have medical injuries or whatever, if that, if that accident happens and the cost of an umbrella policy is so minimal in the grand scheme of all the other, you know, the other costs of having that pool. I have an umbrella policy. I've had it since I was 28 years old. It's not even a conversation. Even before I was an insurance agent, it wasn't even on the table to get rid of when if we couldn't afford something else. I was like, not getting rid of that. It helps me sleep at night. If I cause a major accident on the highway, I know that I have good coverage. I hope this isn't putting a bullseye on me right now. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's a lot of insurance. <laughs> no, but um, you want to be able to take care of your friends. And, and if you cause injury to a person, you, you want to know that there's enough to, to um, help put them back together again. So that's what the umbrella does. And when you have a pool, I tell everybody, I love pools. But remember, it's a great big hole in your backyard with water. <laughs> it's like... And so it's a, you know, in the insurance world, that's a really big risk. We do everything we can to, to mitigate the amount of risk to, to um, make people safe and everything else. Don't run, don't jump head first, don't, you know, all those things. But um, I just say add that umbrella policy. I'd say the same thing with boats and trailers. I'm the same, you know, our family has had boats in the past and my brother has one that has a couple now actually, but he has good insurance too. He doesn't live in Texas though. I have to travel quite a ways to get into his boat. <laughs> but, you know, it's just important. We, at the end of the day, I always say we want to, if somebody is injured and it's my fault, we yeah. want to make sure that we put them back together. I love that. Okay. That's good advice. So it sounds to me like, and I, I'll say right now, my husband and I have not been good about this, that every, at a minimum, maybe every six months, pick up the phone and check in with your agent and just kind of, you know, is it, maybe you'd come up with a different time frame for that. But, um, you know, we just sort of like sign, um, annually and don't give it a whole lot of other a thought. <laughs> and you're, you're thinking, Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no. I'd say that's probably 90% of the families. Yeah. And I, but I'm like, every time I talk to you, I've had the privilege of interviewing you before and also, you know, reading your content on our site. And I, uh, every time I'm like, Oh my gosh, people need to talk to their agent, talk to your agent, talk to your agent, talk to your, because there's so many things we don't know to think about. I don't know what I don't know. And you're the expert you've been doing this for so long and you care very much about other families. I know you do. do. So, um, yeah, people need to call you if they don't have a trusted agent for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> Please call me. <laughs> but no, you know, I would say, um, at the minimum annually, uh, you know, most people, their, um, their policy, a lot of times their auto policies are on a six month and their um, homes are on, and everything else is annual. Sure. Yeah. I would say at least once a year, sit down with your agent. You know, I, I've had these conversations with clients. Like I had um, one really great lady and, and I, we spoke and I said, Hey, how, how are things going? Has anything changed? Is there something, anything new in the house that I should, we should talk about? And she was like, you know what? I bought myself a Rolex for Christmas. Oh. I maybe should insure that. <laughs> and I was like, you probably should. It could fall off your resume, all the things. So we just took care of that really quick for her. But it's it's funny or someone will say, oh, I bought a boat. I meant to tell you about it. <laughs> things like that happen and, and we laugh. But, you know, there's life changes too that happen. And uh, this, I don't want to like harp on life insurance, but you know, a lot of times we have all our life insurance with our employer and I've had people call me and they're like, Oh, that's right. Um, I'm on a severance right now, but my life insurance is ending and I need to get with you and, you know, talk about that because I, I need to make sure I still have life insurance because I, I don't have with my employer anymore. So we have that conversation, but it's, it's just important things like, 
things change, right? We don't know from year to year, from month to month, what's going to happen. So yeah. just have the conversation. It's worth it. You, um, your, your agent, or if you call me, we'll, you'll, we will probably uncover things that you didn't consider. We don't think about, because I don't know the, all the questions to ask in different situations. You know, when I go to talk to the mechanic who fixes my car, I don't know all the things to ask, but right. he, he prompts those conversations. Exactly. Okay. Thank you so much. And I always love chatting with you because you're so friendly, first of all, but it's very informative. It's useful. So thank well, you. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Yes. I enjoy it. I, I will tell you that I am sort of a nerd about insurance. Um, if that's not <laughs> a bad word to use, <laughs> but I, I just think it's so important to help people and do it the right way. And, and we have a great opportunity to, to help others. And, you know, we love to, to give back in the community and, and be involved and there's so much we're always doing, but, but helping individuals is really, you know, I think we get the most satisfaction from it and joy from mm-hmm. just knowing that we've done a good job. Absolutely. Thank you. So everyone can find you at aninsurestx.com. Am I right? Correct. Yes. Okay. aninsurestx.com. Um, you're on social media. You do a great job there. So we'll find you there as well. And then also on lifestylefrisco.com, We've got bukus of interviews with Anne and articles that she has contributed to, uh, sponsored by her, that um, offer fantastic advice. A, a good example you said about the Rolex. We've got a whole article about that, you know, ensuring your valuables. We've got an article about ensuring your students who are headed off to college. Um, so much good stuff out there. So definitely go to lifestylefrisco.com, type Anderson Insurance, and you'll find all of it. Um, thank you again. I hope thank you have um, a great rest of the day. I'm sure we'll be chatting with you again soon bef- to c- uncover some more things we didn't know that we need to know. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, thank you. And thanks for your time. You're always easy to talk to and you make it an easy discussion. So thanks so much. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye, Anne. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>